Hi there, it's Rachel Martin, and you're listening to Parenting Teens Podcasts. This week, I've decided to look at how to let go and allow your teen to make their own mistakes or fail. So what do I mean by fail or mistakes? Well, what it basically comes down to is to allow your teen to feel uncomfortable. I know, right? You want me to watch my baby suffer and struggle? Well, yeah, sort of. I kind of do. You need to allow them to look at themselves and see how they can influence their path and that their actions have consequences for them and others around them. But before we get too into it, let's look at why this brings up such red flags for us as parents. There's a really solid reason for why we find this so hard and I think it's worth me sharing with you. So let's remember why it was you had kids, to grow your family and bring some amazing people into the world. But seriously, just think for a minute, why did you have kids? What made you make that choice? Did you do it for them or for you? Let's be honest, you must have done it for you because they weren't even here. You didn't know what they were going to be. But then it all changes. They arrive. You get through the joys of birth. But it all changes right there that second. All of a sudden, you don't matter as much. And they do. Loads changes from that minute where you have your child. We make such a shift in our lives in so many different ways. From simple things like holidays that now have to include kids clubs or slides or ways to keep them entertained and where that kids club picture used to come up you used to flick the page instantly now you read for what else it's got for your kids as well you have to have a car that fits in a buggy no mean feet these days even the restaurants you eat at the company you keep what time you go to bed and how long you can have a shower and altogether the amount of sleep you can actually survive on all changes drastically It changes in a heartbeat and you do it just to bring around those smiles, those milestones, because they were beautiful, right? Well, now you've got a developing adult and phase two of parenting has to kick in. Your next one for your teen, I can probably guarantee, is to raise a child who has the best life opportunities and is a good person in one way or another. The things that maybe you didn't get as a child... You want them to enjoy all the wonders of the world and have every chance they can to live a long, happy life. Well, I'm really sorry to bring you out of Disneyland, but no one lives in a completely happy, contented life 100% of the time. It's just not what life is. After doing all you can to make your child happy, content and enjoying life as much as they can, you now need to shift to needing to prepare them to control this for themselves. Learning what this means for them and exactly how it feels in the big wide world. You are now the real world training ground and that's new. Before you were the world creator and now you have to take these blinkers off your child. And how or even if you do this has its own consequences for you and for them. You know that between one and three is a crucial time for rewarding effort, not output with your child to help with this transition. 
Now don't panic, I realise you are way past year three with your child. It's definitely not too late to help with this. But that's how early on our children start to prepare for the bigger world. It isn't a coincidence that at the point you're changing their view of the world and what their role is in it, their brains are going through huge, massive development as well. This creates loads of opportunity for you to be able to take those blinkers off and for them to be able to learn to cope. That's why the two come together at the same time. So there are times when it isn't a grand idea for you to let your teen make a mistake or fail. And I know I beat on about this a lot, but some mistakes can represent real danger or risk. And that's when having boundaries will trump any life learning experience. Having these boundaries in place is critical. There's more about this in my free download if you haven't already got it. The link's on my website if that helps. If you can get your boundaries clear and fair, then the places that they use to live and learn through life are within those boundaries. Because your team gets that the few rules that you have in place are important for them, not just for you. There's always a lead up before it gets too dangerous and that is your area of opportunity. But if you think for any reason they are in danger, then your ground rules need to apply. Those boundaries need to come into play. If you're not sure about what I mean with boundaries and how important this is, there is another podcast on this if you get time. It may help you if you struggle in this area. So why is it even important to your team that you let them learn through life experience and you let them accept their failure and mistakes? Well, let's look at it this way. What do they achieve if the path that's in front of them has been perfectly laid out, has no surprises, no potholes and just looks perfectly wonderful? The blunt truth? They don't achieve anything. They just walk along a nicely crafted path that was gentle and easy and never caused them any trouble. So then they never know how to get themselves out of any trouble. By allowing your kids not to feel discomfort, pain or hardship, you don't allow them the chance to develop their confidence and empowerment in themselves to know that they can help themselves out. So does this even help you as a parent or is it another one of these things that you should do for your team with absolutely no reward back for you? Well, no, this really does bring benefits for you. If you reinforce this everywhere with your team, you can be the break in the chain of people who make the decisions for them. This is an opportunity for you to be the adult in their life who focuses on their growth. The one who allows them to learn and trusts them to try and move forward. This really won't go unnoticed. And to prove it, let's just take a look at teachers. If you ever ask your team which subjects they like and then ask them why, I'm 99% sure most of the time this is because the teacher that has that subject is nice. They like them. Now, to be a nice teacher, you need to listen, be supportive and generally allow everyone to learn in the best way that they can. If you ask about the subjects they hate, usually it's because of a teacher who's there. They're a bit of a dictator. They're really strict. Your team feels judged and they usually come back with, the teacher just hates me. They notice and appreciate the teacher who sees them. 
And if you want that kind of respect from your team, you need to be a little bit more like them. And then your relationship will become stronger. You need to let them make their mistakes because they will respect you more for allowing them to learn themselves. With some mistakes, it might be that you have to wait a little bit for this turnaround because your teen's got to adjust to this new way of you being. They have to adjust to the idea that you are no longer the problem powerhouse that solves it all for them. So I hear what you're saying, Rach, and I understand why this is hard for me to do, but seriously, how are you supposed to do it? So I'm going to help you out here with a couple of examples and things that are worth looking at. So let's take the example of your kid didn't do their homework and got to school and the teacher called them out for not having it, which was really embarrassing and they hated it. So how you help your team with this one will really either help them learn what it is they need to do to prevent this happening again, or they'll find excuses for why what happened to them wasn't fair or justified, but that isn't going to change the calling out happening. The instant reaction is to focus on the problem. They called me out and it was so embarrassing. But that's not where you need to focus. You need to focus on what they did that caused that action to happen. And more importantly, what they can do to ensure that it doesn't happen again. If if they forget their PE kit, they need to learn there's a consequence for this. Now, I know it's probably not too hard for you to run it into school, but let's look at the real dangers that come up from this consequence. So if you don't remember your PE kit, what happens? Well, thankfully, the days of doing PE in your knickers are long gone and you just have to use the shared kit, which oh, is bad enough, probably. But in reality, it isn't going to cause any pain or serious mental, physical trauma to your child. They will feel embarrassed about it. And I'm sure they won't be thankful that you didn't run their uniform in. But what I can guarantee is your teen isn't going to forget to take that kit again. Because the consequence for not being prepared is something they're not going to forget. It's something they've learnt for themselves. Now let's look if you did run that kit in. Then they'd have their normal uniform for PE and the rest of their day would go fantastically fine. But when it comes to PE again next week, the need to remember to take it, it isn't so important because the consequence is I have to phone my dad to come and bring it in. You need these consequences to be real and to be able to be learnt from. And certainly when you get the opportunity for them to feel a consequence that isn't really all that major, take it. Take it and allow them to learn for themselves. The responsibility for preparing for things coming up is important, so use this to your advantage. Now this could cause a bit of an issue if you've already built an expectation of being the rescuer. So you might well get some bumps when you change this one, but just remember what's important. I know you can do this, and I know you want to fix it so that their day is perfect, but this is one of those safe consequences. Lean into how just a little bit of learning in this area can take on a huge effect for your team. Another thing to make sure you back away from is showing that power trumps responsibility. If you use your power to get your team what it is they want, 
you take away the need for any effort. It'll just get fixed because the school is scared of my mum. What a result. I just wheel her out every time things go a little bit wrong. That's not what you want your teen to learn. You want them to learn to be responsible for themselves. So you need to start catching yourself if you begin to fall into this trap. Be aware of the fact that if they fail, they learn. Focus not on what you can do, but what they can do. And how you can help them to do that. How you can help them see that new path and the huge opportunity for them. Look at what it is they're not doing and help them find ways to do it in the future so this problem doesn't reoccur. Teach them to fail well. Because don't be fooled for one minute, your teen is going to fail. And if you don't let them, then they become perfectly imperfect adults. And the fail they'll face at that time will be far greater and you will be further away to be able to help in it. If you want happiness for them and the best in their life, you need to view this time with your teen as your training ground for what they're going to need to do for themselves. You can also role model this. If you're listening to this podcast, the chances are you haven't been doing this quite as well as you thought you'd want to, or you haven't been doing it at all so far. Maybe you prioritised output over effort, and now's your time to correct this mistake. Show your teen that you're always learning, changing and trying again. Even you as a parent. None of us are perfect and we all learn in our own ways. But as we become adults, we learn through life experience and your teen needs to learn how to master this. So instead of cutting the grass and clearing the path for them in that field over the bridge of your teen's future, you want them to take pride in that field of their future ahead of them. When they look back at the path that they've walked along, you want them to feel proud that they got over that pothole, that the surprise wolf hiding behind the tree didn't throw them off course, and they still made it to the path of their future. You don't want them to look back and see a beautiful path, lined with flowers and perfectly smooth, with birds in the trees and electric fences stopping any kind of nasty surprises coming in. What sense of achievement does that give them? And let's not forget, beaming down on them from above will be your shining face in the sunshine as the creator of the path they walked. So let them choose their path. Let them navigate the potholes and the wolves that are all included in this. You're not helpless in this journey, but instead of fixing the potholes and the wolves, You need to see yourself as, I don't know, Google Maps instead of path maintenance. They will pull you out of their pocket when they need you. Then you help them face the problem or overcome the mistake. You help them learn from it and see it before it comes next time. That's how to empower your teen and get it right by them. If you step in at the right time, They'll actively ask you for help before they go on the journey because they recognise that you want them to help themselves. It's not about making them do it your way. You're that awesome parent who lets them do it their way and then makes sure they don't make the same mistake again. So to put it in summary, because there's a lot of information there, 
Don't punish yourself for feeling this or struggling with doing it. It's what you've done for years, but now recognising there is a need for change is the first step to doing this amazing thing for your teenagers. Be clever and set boundaries that allow safer mistakes. This is in both your benefits, so work hard to get it right. Help them learn from their mistakes. Don't stop them making them. Help them learn what can stop them making them again. You have to allow your teen to feel uncomfortable and learn what helps them to get out of this. Recognise your power is in helping them prevent it happening again. Don't be their path. Be their Google Maps. Ask things like, what actually happened? And what are you going to do now that you know this? And what did you learn from this that is going to stop you having to face this one again? And keep the focus and reward on effort, not outcome. And this will be so much easier for both of you. And the last thing that you can do is showcase your fudge-ups and be honest with them. Showing that this is something that they're going to have to do all the way through their life is a huge powerful thing to give them. So don't try and be perfect or perfectly imperfect. Just be you and show them how they can make a mistake and learn so much from it. Good luck with this and I hope there are some things in here that you feel like. That's it for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it informative. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on if you don't want to miss the next podcast. As always, if you've got any feedback or further ideas, please just drop me a message. I always love to hear from everybody. If you want to know any more information about the downloads I've talked in these episodes, just visit my website, which is My Inner Strength. Have a lovely day.